Unlocked Uncensored. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And what up? It's your girl, April Jones, and I'm in the building. Yep, it's DJ Damage. Let's get this show started. You know, we were talking about coworkers coming to work with lots of energy. Before we get into all the damages energy today. That's right. Uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes, iHeart, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. And just keep sharing with all your friends. And send it to all the people that you don't hate us. Just send it every day. That hate <laughs> you. Well, I don't understand. Listen, I keep trying to tell people I am the most misunderstood vessel that God has put on this earth to bring peace and happiness. Why is that, Jason? <laughs> okay. Because I really am like, I'm filled with so much love and joy. I woke up this morning. I went and had a nice breakfast. And then I forgot that I had this show. So if thank God you're shooting from the waist up because I have sweats on, no underwear, and some shoes that are designer. Free well, we all came in kind of dressed down today. Really? Well, there's sometimes we could do that. Yeah. Last time we, I saw you, your titties was out. Right. I was like in a club. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, when you were on the show. No, I know. It looks like I left the club. Yes, you were. Yeah. Club attire. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still half asleep. You know, I sleep so much better in my own bed with all the travel that I've been doing. You know how people say I can't wait to get home in my bed. I literally and now I'm home in my bed. I'm sleeping so well. You know how when you sleep so well, you wake up and there's slobber everywhere. Yes. And I have the most beautiful. I don't know if they're silk or satin. I need to ask somebody if they're silk or satin, but they're the really soft sheets. But now I just have slept so comfortably. I've been slobbering on them. That's right. Well, that's some good damn sleep right there. So my housekeeper said, yo, we got to send these to the cleaners. And I was like, bitch, are you judging me? What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's going on in your world? Uh, what's going on in my world? The kids, being a mom, working, hustling, the show, um, music. I saw on your Instagram you were at the winery or something. Oh, yeah. My, and my winery. So, I'm, so before my wine was created in Temecula, now... By the grace of God, I'm switching over to a different company, um, which is in Santa Barbara. And I'm extremely excited about that. And I'm going to be creating, instead of now four varietals, I'm creating about seven or Mm. eight. So I'll have me a good Pinot Noir that I didn't have before. I'll have a good little rosé in there, a little good Muscat for the the ladies Mm. and for the guys. You know, the Moscato? Um, Muscat Muscat. is kind of almost like a Muscat. It's sweet like that. Can I just say to all the niggas out there that drink wine, all of you that go to these expensive-ass restaurants on the weekend because you're trying to show off for your white friends and act like you're bougie, (laughs) Moscato is supposed to be for dessert. You do know that. Like, you're not supposed to be drinking. I drink (laughs) Moscato with an appetizer, with the meal, and with dessert. Yeah, but see, a lot of people love a a good Moscato. I'm not particularly a Moscato drinker. I like more of like a dry um, yeah, wine. Like a, so I'm creating a little muscat for, for you guys. But um, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing. What's up with you? You know, chilling, being a dad, man, enjoying this good weather, hitting the beach as much as I can. Just been laying out. Yeah. That's the perks of living in L.A., y'all. You it's know, true. hit the beach, hit the, the mountains. The weather is definitely getting better right now, Millie. Happy See, you that. have a beach body. I'm just a beach bum. Fuck it. Like, Who cares? I, like, no, let me tell you. Once it's warm, you got to just let it loose. So when you're on the beach, what, what is your beach attire? Is it, do you have like. Yeah, what is it, damn it? A full body All suit. All the ladies want to know. A full body suit. <laughs> and no, some of the know, guys. You put a nice little tank top on, let the gun show, some shorts. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I have, water, I, have, I have water pistols. <laughs> mm. I'm actually a lot stronger than people probably think. You know, and it's always when I give somebody a really good hug. Are you a hugger? I'm a hugger, yes. Or, I am. Are you a cuddler? I'm a cuddler and I'm a kisser. Are you a cuddler? Yeah, I'm real affectionate. Me but too. like, are you a spooner cuddler? Yeah, yes. it's bad. Really? Yeah, me too. Like, I'm answering the question. Like, who are you? <laughs> I mean, like, maybe both of you know. Yeah, actually, we do. We we found that out last week. Have you guys ever cuddled? Hell to the no. I'm just playing. Not that we wouldn't, right? Damage. <laughs> We ain't never cuddled before. <laughs> we haven't. Wait, so are you still dating the one person? Uh-huh. How is that going? Oh, That's I'm sorry, good. one person. Why don't you have any pictures of them on your Instagram? We don't do that. Why? For what? To let the world know. 
They know. No, they don't. They know right now because he's he's announcing. So I'm sorry, lady. Well, he's one. announced before that he had a girl. Like he he was down to one. Yeah. But why don't you yeah. post her? If you don't post the mm-hmm. one, is it because she's not the one? No, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I've been in situations where I post ones and then it just, I don't know. I Keep feel that like private damage. It's not, it's about keeping it private. But when you let people in on your life, like you give them the right to have an opinion. I don't care about your opinion. What I do is what I do. You yeah, but let me tell you something. I don't post everybody, but I do post them here and there on my Instagram story. I don't post them on my Instagram post. I put them on my story. You know why? Because my followers are so fucking messy. I'm going to tell you a story. I was in uh, Miami. <laughs> And I was hanging out for Art Basel, and there was this little cute little thought I found on Instagram. So I was like, yo, come hang out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to say thought, but, you know, he's a trainer. Ain't they all a trainer? Everybody's a fucking trainer. Every, <laughs> every nigga on Instagram with an Instagram page and a, that's a thought is a fucking trainer. <laughs> Show me your goddamn certification. But anyway, so I, I, you know, was hanging out or whatever. And so I posted them on my Instagram thinking, let me see what people say. Because if I post you, people mm-hmm. are going to send me dirt. So I posted him. Oh, so that's why you did I got this nigga nude photos. I got his motherfucking t- Tumblr account. I'm like, God, I'm hanging with a certified hoe. Shit. Oh. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, because I'm a hoe. I tell you, like, this is what it is. Like, uh, my nigga, you going to fly in when I need some company, and you going to fly the fuck out and go back with your girlfriend or whatever. You going. don't like undercover hoes. I don't like under, but like, put, uh, own your shit. Put your shit out there. I get criticism. See, I can handle it. I get criticism because I put my shit out there, but I apparently couldn't take it. Yeah, that's why. That's why you post her. Post her and see what happens. Because if you post her and then Maybe. somebody send you a link to back pages, somebody definitely might be like, "Oh, she was." Nah, if you off. if you post a picture with her and somebody send you a link to back pages, then you can be like, but I don't think "It's damage, over." Honestly, you don't even care. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you I, I got doubt. unless you got somebody else. No. <laughs> What's going on with you, Jason? Wait, why we get off damage? That was getting that was going somewhere. I feel like Jason Walters. You know, like if you take me and Barbara Walters and just mix us up. (laughs) (laughs) For people who don't know who Barbara Walters is, she's like an amazing journalist. I I really am a respectable journalist. Nah, but we talk about this a lot, like social media and relationships and people you talk to. I don't know, man. Once you open that door, it's just people just giving you insight and two cents that you didn't ask for. Like, I don't don't really give a fuck what you think, to be honest. Yeah, I don't care either. I posted a photo today. Of uh, me and Cardi and people when they when they really understand the formula of the show they're gonna go like damn he's a genius I know the things that piss people off and when I piss people off they keep talking so if I say Cardi's name or Floyd they get upset so I just do it just to piss people off for the most part but I posted a photo you know I overthought the caption because I'm like if I put this they gonna say this if I put that they gonna say that so finally I just said y'all gonna say I'm a fan anyway but I am a fan I'm a fan of all my friends I celebrate everybody's success I celebrate everybody's friendship. More importantly, I celebrate loyalty because you know you've been in this business for a while. Loyalty is rare. Man, it's non-existent sometimes. I mean, it's existent, but it's fucking rare because instead of people getting in, and I had a call with somebody, I ain't going to say who, but I had a call with somebody about a really big opportunity last week when I was in New York. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, well, let me back up. I went and met with a syndicator for a talk show, and I said to them, I'm not here to sell me to you. I'm just here to show you what I'm doing describe my world, tell you where I will be and let you be the guy that either is congratulated on giving me the opportunity or the guy who missed it. It's your choice. Uh-huh. I'm not going to sell myself because I feel like if you do the work, people will show up. The right people eventually show up and go, I want to take a chance with you. Yeah, it seemed like sometimes it's kind of come in like an opportun- opportunist kind of point of view. Like people wait for you to do all this work on your own and want to swoop in and be like, oh, I always believed in you. So it's a little 50-50 with that sometimes. It's like, okay, you see me hustling now. You're trying to get in when 
when I got it good. But I think, I mean, I think we should do the work and we should, we should definitely do the work. But, and then when you get to a place where somebody says, okay, I can plug in and take you to the finish line. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like a marathon, right? You run three quarters of the way, then you get tired. You need somebody to put that little jetpack on you back, you know, and get you to the finish line. So I'm all for the hard work, but, but the, definitely the whole, I took credit in doing it. Nah, there ain't nobody taking credit. Hollywood will not built itself from the Oh, they love to take the credit. Really? Remember, Jason, I told you you should have did that. And did, I re- <laughs> now when you start posting some accomplishments, you see, I, I remember when I told you to keep going. You're like, all right. Yeah, well, people don't really play me like that. They don't do that. They don't do that. They, 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 they will come around and say, yo, man, you said you was going to do it. But anyway, so, you know, this weekend I was in New York City. I went there for Mark Jacobs and Char, uh, Char a friend of mine, Char's wedding. They got married at the, at the grill. Well, they had their reception at the grill. I said to myself, I was going there for two reasons. One, I wanted to go to see them and celebrate their wedding. But two, mm-hmm. I wanted to meet Naomi Campbell. So I'm moving through the party with my friend. I take Seema from Venus of Floor, the floral company, with me as my date. I'm moving through the party. And so uh, we go to the bar uh, by the DJ, and she goes, there goes Naomi Campbell around the corner. And I'm like, Naomi Campbell is not around the corner. So I look, Naomi Campbell's standing there in Balmond. She literally looks exactly how she looks. I, I will even say she look she looks better in person. Yeah. Than on her Instagram, she looks youthful. She looks ex, she looks expensive. Um, she looks she's very beautiful. But I, I said to her, I said, uh, "Listen, I came here for two reasons." She said, "And what might that be?" I said, "Well, the wedding and to take a picture with you." And she took my phone and we took a selfie. So I accomplished another goal that night. What did she smell like? Expensive. Yeah. She was actually standing next to I don't know his name, but he's the editor-in-chief of uh, British Vogue, Mm -hmm. and then she was standing next to Pat. I can't think of Pat's last name, but she's a billionaire that owns the makeup line. She's an African-American woman. She was so humble. There were so many people in there that were just money. And Gigi and Bella, now I like them too. Because they were just I mean, I've met Gigi before. Have you met the Bella? Yeah, I've I've met um, both. Yeah, Yeah. when I used to be around Chloe and them. Super nice. So nice. Super humble. Like, super cool and Gigi was, uh, I took a picture with them and B. Simone, shout out to B. Simone, love her, but we, we took pictures and they were, everybody in there, because mm-hmm. I don't know fashion that much, was just, it, there were so many people in there, influential people from fashion, it was really interesting, nice. but a lot of love, and I was surprised at how many people came out, there was probably 1,500 people, Damn. and Vogue is now saying it was the wedding of the year, wedding of the nice. century. I gotta check that out. Uh, the best wedding ever. Frank Ocean was walking in as I was walking out, and Kate Moss was walking out as he was walking in. I should have went up and slid up on Frank because I've been waiting to holler at him, but I didn't get to speak to him. <laughs> yeah, Kate Moss. You know who Kate Moss is? Mm-hmm. Uh, model. No. Supermodel. Yeah. You don't know who Kate Moss is? She's like one of the first. She's one of the first. Yeah. She was there. Very nice. Very sweet. Who else was there? Bette Midler was there. Yeah. Wow. I love um, her. Virgil from uh, Louis Vuitton was there. Mm-hmm. And Off White. Who else was there? Everybody. So. Oh, Rita Orr. Shout out to Rita Orr was there. Okay. I'm trying to think. There were so many Fascist. people there. But you have to like, no, like D Squared was there. Like mm-hmm. all the designers. It was really hard. To, it was so many people. Shout out to them. They had a beautiful wedding. And thank you for letting a nigga like me in. Yeah, congratulations, guys. The sun came out while I was in New York. So my friend says to me, do you want to go to the Met? I'm like, a museum? Because I'm not a museum <laughs> type of person. I don't want to go in and look at artifacts and fucking dead mummies. And Why not? Because that shit don't move me. Like, I don't sit there and stare at a painting and go, wow. First of all, all the paintings on the wall had small penises. So I was looking at all these little white people like, what the fuck is all you? Why would you put your baby? Like, and there's babies on the wall with their penis out. Then there's statues with penises cut off. And I'm trying to get the understanding of what the fuck so is this So art doesn't me? move you at all? 
No. Like you never seen like a Basquiat and was like, man. Oh or, God, I love him. Or like Cause. I've seen I've seen a, a Dominican. So you're not artistically moved. I'm moved at all. by money and niggas. That's it. Well, I mean, everybody's built different. So yeah. did you like the Met though when you went or no? You didn't like it. I mean, it was cool. It was it was different. I mean, I was able to see Greek art and Asian art and fucking Nice. And some nigga looked like George Washington. Like I saw a lot of shit that I was like, okay, cool. You know, but like I went three quarters of the way through and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Was it because of the walking or was it? I the have experience? ADD. I don't know. The walking's fine. It's the ADD. Like I don't I can't be in a place to just be in a place. My mind is always on work. And I wasn't working in there. And then he was like, can you put your phone down and enjoy the art? And I was like, no, I can't. You should. <laughs> you Sometimes you got to detach from that phone, man. No, it's easy to say that. But, you know, one of my one of my boys said, I can't wait until I'm off work. I'm like, you're off work? So you're a billionaire. How the fuck are you off work? You don't take days off until you are a billionaire. And even then, I would think you don't have any days off. But some people mm. like different things. Like, this is a person who would love to sell art on the street. So he's that kind of person. I'm not that kind of person. I wanna, what do you mean he's that kind of person? He's the kind of person who would want to sell art on the street. I'm the kind of person that would want to own the street. So we're just made different. Makes sense. That's okay. Makes sense. Different strokes <laughs> for different folks. It's time for another Hollywood hookup. So, ladies, when I travel, I know that it's important for me and damage sure. to have to stay in shape. That's right. So with OpenFit, it's bringing you something new and easy at your front door. That's right. All you right. Get it in. Uh-huh. Let the workouts come to you. OpenFit is a new super simple streaming service That's that comes right. straight to your home. And you can work out within just like 10 to 20 to 30 minutes right in the comfort of your own house. You know what I'm saying? It's all about putting that effort in every day. Seriously, it really is. It is personalized to your own custom tailored original content, guys. How about that? Mm -hmm. So they offer different classes such as fat burning, muscle building, something that I am interested in. Trying to build the and, uh, Body sculpting, you yeah, know, toning yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to try and get my figure right for real. Period. And you can access it from your computer, from your tablet, from your smartphone. I mean, how, how dope. And guess what? You can lose 15 pounds in the first 30 days if you really are committed. 15. 15. That's dropping some weight. Exactly. OpenFit has changed the way that I work out. And with my code UNLOCKED, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. For okay. You. Again, use my code UNLOCKED and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. That's right. Right now, with the OpenFit 30-day challenge, my listeners get a special, you hear me? Special, special. extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit. Okay, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. Hey. All right, when you text UNLOCK to 303030. Okay, that's again, 303030. 3030. You will get full access to OpenFit, all access to workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text UNLOCK to 303030. That is 303030. Hey. Peace. All right, so Kodak Black is in the news. What's happening with Kodak? All right, so Kodak Black does not seem to care that a uh, Lauren London just lost Nipsey Hussle to a brutal murder because he was online um, contemplating, talking about how he was going to try to holler at her. He said, um, on, I guess dude. he was on an IG video live um, talking about Lauren like she was a piece of meat, um, saying that, you know, she's a whole widow out here and that um, he'll pretty much be getting her next. Um, he said he was going to give her a whole year of crying and shit before he makes any potential moves on her. Uh, you know, how do you guys 
feel about this? Because, you know, T.I. went online and had something to say about it. Yeah. Um, I know the game went online having to say something about it. And so did Big Boy. His music is being pulled down. Um, all of that. I just want to salute the homies he had in the video that wasn't co-signing it. I think that, that stood out to me that nobody agreed with this shit that he was doing. Because I'd have felt even crazier if the people around him was like, yeah, yeah. Soon as the video started, dude was like disrespectful. I don't feel like he really feels that he has done anything wrong because every video that keeps coming out is him pretty much like, I don't understand. I said what I said. And it's like, how don't you see that what you said is just. You know what's so crazy? Shit. You know what's so crazy? I mean, yeah, I guess back in the day when Pac said to Biggie, yo, I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker, whatever, in hip hop. And mm -hmm, that was one mm -hmm. thing. Like to diss somebody's girl in a song was a lot then when that happened. Yeah. Right. But can we just point out that. No matter when you hear the show, Nipsey hasn't even been buried yet. Exactly. And the way that he died was so senseless and crazy and shocking and un like nobody saw it coming. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's happened to somebody that so many people revere and respect from the community and from the industry, I thought not only was it just um, insensitive, sure. blatantly disrespectful, um, thoughtless, uh, careless, I think it reflects the type of culture we live in in hip hop right now with these young niggas who have Absolutely. no respect. For anybody, like so they don't true. have respect for their community, they have respect for each other, let alone another artist um, or another artist's family. I I was so surprised to see it, the confidence he had mm -hmm. to actually say that shit. But that's Kodak, is it? That is. That's Kodak. Obviously. That's the crazy part. That's Kodak. And I think watching that video, it kind of show you how he grew up. Like, to Did, him, didn't he rape somebody? He has rape alleged rape charges. They none of them have been. I don't think went to court yet or whatever. But that has been the circulation. But it just show you how he grew up. Like he he's looking at this person like somebody just died. People die every day. She a whole widow out here. Like you can kind of just see his obviously he doesn't care. Yeah, but you could just see his mentality, and that's really what's fucked up. Well, the cage he was raised in needs to be the cage they put his ass back away in. Because I think there's some places that you just don't go. Like 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 you don't have you. Were you raised by a goddamn monkey? What the fuck were you raised by? What type of zoo? Is there a zoo? Where is he from? Uh, Florida. Is there a zoo? <laughs> Was the motherfucker raised in a zoo? Like, I'm just serious. No, I feel you, man, because, I mean, to say that, it's like, bro, it just happened. And it's like. Well, there was somebody posted like something that. online, which I thought was really thought provoking. Um, and they said, isn't it crazy how everybody wants to cancel Kodak now because he's disrespected a man, yet when he was. Brought up on rape charges, nobody wanted to cancel him because they had something to do with a woman. I thought that was really thought provoking because, you know, typically there's conversations about how women are slighted all the time. Mm -hmm. And then now, because it's related to Nipsey, um, you know, people now care. I honestly have never been a fan of Kodak, not for any reason other than, um, you know, he just looks like a pudgy gremlin and angry and yelling and screaming all the time. He's been in and out of jail so much. Him, Bobby Spurter, I'll throw all these motherfuckers away. Throw all these motherfuckers away. Because what does Kodak Black do for the culture? Can somebody tell me? I really want to know. Um, he, he does represent something big in the culture. What? Um, he's a young dude from Florida that made it on his own, has his own original sound, okay. and actually puts out albums that people really enjoy. But what does he do for people to... Well, one, I don't know one song that like, he even, do. Wait, do you know a Kodak Black song? I do not, but I do but have people, people that have do. said that they like his music, but that actually what, his album was dope. But get this. I know, you know, T.I. said something about him, but T.I. had pictures of him in his trap museum. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's people that right. do revere Kodak 
to some level in the culture for sure. Well, a lot of people think that I don't like T.I. because of his relationship with Floyd and all that. And I've said many times that, you know, my issue with T.I. was the time he canceled Escape's interview here because I was a big fan of Escape. But let me be very clear. I fuck with T.I. on this one. You know, I wasn't with T.I. on the whole Floyd Gucci thing. And I was critical about that on The Breakfast Club. But I will say that T.I. coming out, being the first person to, you know, him and Lauren London go back all the way to yeah. uh, ATL days. ATL days. And the fact that T.I. was able to step up and, you know, defend him and then the game said what he said. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've been very careful about what I say about uh, Nipsey online. I've been very uh, encouraging of my staff to keep reporting all the facts as they come out so people are well informed. But I don't want to look like a clout chaser. I don't want to. I feel like there's a lot of people out there clout chasing right now with Nip. you know, talking about him, hashtagging the pictures of him. You never supported his music. You never went to support him at the store. You never posted shit about his relationship with Lauren London. You never celebrated when he's alive. I've sat back and I'm watching all these fake motherfuckers. I'm like, you know what? I'm so good that, like, I know the celebrity friends of mine. Right. I know who they are. It ain't a lot of them. I know a lot of celebrities and we all know. But, like, friends that where when you really down, you could be like, yo, I could pull on this motherfucker. Where were they? Yeah, I feel like I always take the temperament of somebody passing, how their mom reacts. Like, for her to be so much so much at peace, I felt okay being at peace with it, you know? For her to come out and be like, you know, he smelled good, his skin was glowing. It just made me feel good. It made me feel like everything was all right and, and the family feels okay. Mm. Yeah, for me, I was just, like, happy to see because as for a mom, you, your heart breaks, you know, that you've lost a child. So to see her in a positive light and to you know, just seems so strong. I was like, man, she has it together right now. Like, I'm, I'm, it just made me feel like, goodness gracious, like, God ever forbid, but I pray that if ever, if ever anything happens in my life like that, that I can have that type of courage and strength. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely heartwarming you know? to see that. And I love how She's beautiful his, his grandmother and his mother refer to him as his birth name. Yeah. And not as Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it humanizes the person that we lost, not just the artist that we lost. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her. Shout out to the whole family. Tomorrow, I, I plan on going to the uh, to the memorial. And I'm absolutely taking security because I ain't got no time. It's just a different time out here. 100%. I used to feel like, you know, when I first started, uh, you know, I used to be a person behind the scenes doing a lot of stuff. But once I started doing TV and radio and all that, and mm-hmm. YouTube and social media, you know, I started saying to myself, my friends would say, hey, man, we should probably take some security. And I'd be like, I would be against taking security mm-hmm. because I felt like people would say, oh, he's trying to be famous or he's trying to be a celebrity or this, that, whatever. Because people talk shit, right? Mm-hmm. But now you got to have security because you just don't know. Like, people know you. You're super exposed. They, you have a lot of followers. Yeah. And you you may, you know, I had, we had a follower that was following Hollywood Unlocked that was like so into april that we had to block the person because it was like tell april i want to do this tell april i want to meet her tell april this and you just really never know how a person could slide up on you and and you just get caught slipping that one time exactly and so for now my i do we we have a whole security procedure now we have we have security teams in different cities and it's like i gotta take it a little bit more serious and i'd rather pay that 500 for the day to make sure that i can get from my hotel to do everything i need to do and get back and if it look a certain way it is what it is even at BeautyCon, you see, BeautyCon, I, I had security, but I was like, I ain't going to take security at BeautyCon because there's all women. Yeah. But it wasn't even just the being afraid of something happening. It was like, you do want somebody to help you move around, too, to just with crowd control and all that. Mm-hmm. No, that's for sure. It's true. Push you through. Have you ever had an issue where you felt, like, uncomfortable, like you wish you had security? or? 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like guys are very like, especially in like different states that I go because I do a lot of hosting. Gigs, do you take security and, with you? Um, security is a part of my contract. Okay. It has to be so there. They fly with you? Yeah. Or and or they have to have security there for me. See, that's why I've never hosted a party in other cities because I don't, like I don't trust that. I don't like no. that. No. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I, I, for me, if I was to be booked somewhere. Okay. Let me just be clear. I don't even host parties out of California because mm-hmm. I'm too afraid of being set up. Right. Right. I would need to fly with my security. I couldn't fly and like have security. There are people. Yeah, I've never me. had a um, an issue with that. No. So. Yeah. Hopefully never. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It, but the, it scares me because it just like with the whole cliff as well, oh, you know, yeah. like in him going to the party, he put a, like a poster on our flyer on his page saying that he was going to be, he didn't even make it outside of the car before someone came. Wait a minute. He got shot when he pulled up. Yes. Someone was ambushing in and they shot him in front of the police. At the SL Lounge wait, wait, in Atlanta. Slow down, slow down. Because I didn't, we're talking about Cliff Dixon. I didn't even look into what all happened. Yeah. So, yes. slow down. so he pulled up to his birthday party. Yes. He had promoted it on his Instagram. Just that morning, yes. And then when he pulled up. He had only one other friend with him in the car with him. And he got out on his side and someone literally came and shot him in his head. Were they in a car or were they on? They were in a car and shot him. Literally it had to have been a hit because they shot him in front of the police. Well, was it somebody that he that knew him? No one knows. He Isn't shot so, him. Where were the police at? They didn't do nothing? In front of SL. But I, it happened so fast. Like, literally, they say he pulled up. He got shot in the head, like, three times or something like that. And then the dude just, it was done. No, no one knows who it was, why, nothing. Somebody had posted when Nip died that the more successful you become and the more visible you become, the bigger the target gets on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just That's kind of scary. He didn't make it into his party. Yeah. And what's even crazier, so he died on the day he was born? He died three days. So his birthday, I think, was the 17th, if I read correctly. And then he died on the 20th was the party. That's crazy. Yeah. So the 20th leading into the 21st was when he passed. That's insane. Yeah. And, you know, to to think about, um, but even then, like, did the person in the car with Cliff die? No. See, it's the thing, like, you want to have security, but there's like a whole, like, for me now, if I promote I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to have a security person there. Yeah. Right. Like I'm having a I'm having an event on Friday, I'm going to have security there. Because I would rather have security and not have a problem than not have security and have a problem. Right. Even with security, you really don't know. Because I remember Floyd was in Atlanta and one of his security guards got shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nipsey's death for me also made me take a step back and say, you know what? I get it that this relationship I'm in with a lot of people is transactional. How can you benefit from me? How can I benefit from you? Mm-hmm. But I really am, when when I believe we have a real relationship, I'm really in that motherfucker. And I just have been looking at people the way they've been clout chasing Nip. Yeah, I've been seeing a couple, of, movie. couple videos going up, and I'm like, all right, now, like, now we going a little too far. Like, just people trying to force connections that they really didn't have. I remember he was here, and I was standing there out. There was that time I was driving by a Marathon, and I thought I saw you getting in the car. Yeah, it's what? been like, all right, now it's like it's like a stretch. Yeah. Like I you know, I only know dude to to a degree, but like I said, um two years ago, he personally helped me set up my toy drive at his store right there where he was mm-hmm. killed. You know what I'm saying? He made that call. He made sure it go through. His dad was there when I was working there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even to say that I'm his best friend, you know? It's just sad because somebody like that really actively in my interaction with him did something for the community. Well, it wasn't just talk, nothing I just heard yeah. about. I have a first hand experience of him going of course I want that to happen. Do it at my store. Well, and I'll tell you how media has been uh, cloud chasing this. We have not, we've posted, the only thing we've posted personal with Nip is 
when we were there at the opening of the marathon store that we covered, we, he was really excited about that. And he invited us and we posted that clip as a memoriam of, you know, our participation in that. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of it, I found it really interesting. He said, I'm excited to open this store and I can't wait to see how it all turns out. Not to know he would die there. Um, and so for me, it was important to share that clip. But I saw something where uh, TMZ had posted this whole story that they were selling tickets to his uh, memorial tomorrow. Yeah. And and I got caught. We, we had posted that up because just my writers just write what's in the news. And, uh, you know, I told him we should probably fact check that a little bit because mm-hmm. we got a con- we got contacted from Nip's team. And that wasn't true. And the fact that TMZ had posted that that gets everybody to talk about TMZ. And it's just like the cloud chase. People don't even realize it's happening on the low. It's like really crazy. I just yeah, seen I was repo- disappointed yeah, yeah. in that because I was like, oh, my God, like this is a funeral for Christ's sakes. Like no one wants to go. I mean, I understand, you know, it was like they want to make a big memorial, but. Someone died, you know, who was very important to to a lot of people. Yeah, and you're selling tickets. Like, who's doing this? Selling yeah. T-shirts. I was. I've been seeing all this online. So oh, I felt no. so Craigslist. They yeah. were yeah selling. And then re- <laughs> and and then found out that the tickets were for free. But now these tickets are being resold for yeah. four hundred, five hundred dollars. I mean, it's just disgusting. It's insane. I was on the website trying to okay. get tickets. I couldn't get some. But now somebody that does have them that don't really want to go is trying to resell them for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, so. this is ridiculous. That's like, who does that? But speaking of TMZ, I was kind of caught off guard when they uh, reposted the slap he did. When he slapped somebody at, at BET or whatever. And oh, I just yeah. thought, I was like. Oh, they reposted that recently? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, you know. Because the game that we're in, and this is where I've said, the, <laughs> what? what differentiates Hollywood Unlocked, or at least what we really try to do, mm-hmm. is that we believe you can get the same amount of clicks from partnering with people than, than like disres- blatantly disrespecting them, right? Um, I don't have a personal relationship with Nipsey. I've met him a few times. I've seen him around a few times. We've covered his, him a couple times. We've written some things that he's been in the news with that may not have been positive. And I mean, I'm not going to sit there and act like anything that he's, I mean, we got in a fight recently with the OT Genesis at the club. Of course yeah. we posted that. But right now I've said to my team, it's so sensitive right now. Mm-hmm. Like we, they posted, one of my writers posted his death certificate that said that Nipsey was alive for 35 minutes after he was shot. And the fans were didn't like that story. So I pulled it. I was like, kill the mm-hmm. story because the fan, like we have to be a little bit more sensitive, you know? This this whole game that we're in, this whole life thing, it's not just about clicks and commentary. It really is about having compassion. And sometimes people lack that, but I, I felt like Kodak is canceled. And even more, I think, this past weekend in, in BeautyCon, um, I went to BeautyCon in New York for the first time with Cardi. And just, you know, we waited for her to get there. And when she got there, seeing how overly consumed people were, like, with trying to get to her, it was almost uh, scary. Like, the mm-hmm. thought that... A, a person can't just walk in a room, take a photo, do an interview. Like mm-hmm. the, it was like people were trying to be like literally on top of her. I don't never want that type of shit because I really would be so paranoid. I think it's sad because I really don't feel like Kodak is canceled. Mm. I really, I feel like you know I get it, but really, in people, our, you think people will get over it and move on? Wait, his fan base—that's what people keep forgetting. Like if we cancel him. It doesn't matter to him. We're not the ones, you know. I, you know, I listen to Kodak. I, I have, so I can't say that. But honestly, we aren't the ones that listen to his music, right? Those the kids don't. Generation. Yeah, they don't give a fuck what he's talking about, and they're never going to give a fuck. And now we're seeing even more Kodak because Kodak always been on the blogs and your your, uh, your explore page and all that. And now he's on there ten times more. But the that, younger generation think like him too. A lot of these young kids they think like him. So you're talking about us. Like a TI or like a, yeah. a game who are like, you know, that's disrespectful. We, 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 honestly, we only post Kodak when he do dumb shit. 
I'm just being honest. And that works for him. Look at 6ix9ine. Look at uh, Rest in Peace XXX, but when he had his sprint, right, but, he started but the people you just know, But the people you just mentioned, it did not work for them in the long run. XX is dead, and 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 that other colorful Akashi. nigga, is, his career is done for now. But the thing is, what canceled his career, yes, it was them, but it wasn't the people going, we're not listening to it no more. But it, but it, Or it may be the glorification of, because you do have that fan base, you think you're untouchable, and when you think you can't be penetrated, you get penetrated. That's definitely Tupac, a conversation. Tupac believed that, Biggie believed that, and guess what? That shit never works out in the end. Queen Latifah always been a humble person. If she walked in here right now, she'd be like, what up, Damage? Oh, I like that hat. What up, April? Oh, that color is beautiful. What up, Jay? The queen. My nigga, you still getting right. fit or dying trying. Like, she really just gonna be, and she's, Mm-hmm. She's Queen Latifah. I, where, when are we going to get back to where like music matters, but also like being a respectable brand, being inspiring? You know, I think I don't know if I shared this on the show. I did. I think I mentioned that I had talked to Queen Latifah when I was in London. And when we were on the phone, I, I don't know if she was at the gym or what, but I was trying to explain to her how important she was to me. I said, I'm writing my first book. You're a big part of the book. I would like you to write the forward. And she was just like me. Mm-hmm. She don't even she ain't, she she don't even understand how how influential she was in my story so i think it's it's uh, it's interesting to see the shift in how the culture was back in the day mm-hmm. and like the lls or the even like the any of the artists we had back in the day yeah you had artists who had drama but the krs ones the method man's the character Wu-Tang. needs to come back into hip-hop yeah good character for real good character i like that's, that okay that's true. so halsey yeah i didn't know halsey was black that's the news of the day halsey yeah. black mm-hmm <laughs> she mixed. I mean, with all those cocaine stories, I thought she had, I thought she was like from Big Bear. Well, something. it's not just white people that do cocaine. Black people have Black done people cocaine do not too. do cocaine. I know yeah, you they say do. they do crack, but you I did know. not say they do. Do you did do, but nobody on this show heard me say that they did crack. I don't know where you heard uh, that from. Okay, because before we was up on this show, that's what I, I thought I, I had. If heard. it didn't exist, if you didn't hear it out my mouth, it don't exist. No, I didn't well, say April, well, you shouldn't be saying black people do crack. I thought, okay, well, I'm just saying what you said. Well, the only thing I know is the crack <laughs> of my ass, and that's we're gonna wipe this whole conversation clean right now. Okay. Black people are not doing crack. In 2019, I do not believe you can buy crack. What if you could drive up at a drive-thru window and buy crack? That's so I'll take a 20, school. please. Yeah. Crack. That's terrible. Yeah, Yo, you still doing crack? Is crack still around? It's yeah. it's dwindling. It's new drugs now, man. I saw somebody smoking something out of a pipe one day, but he was so cute. I was like, it can't be crack. But now that I think about it, I don't it's think it's crack. I don't think Damn. there's any new crackheads. Mm. Cause you know what it does. I don't think there's like These a brand drugs new that they got is twenty year old crack. Yeah, they I mean, got some more. This is some other type of drugs. It's gonna be get crack or die trying. Woo! <laughs> this fitness. Yeah, shit but don't so what about Halsey? What was she saying? Well, apparently she wanted to sell her pussy. Uh, she was thinking of being a, a sex worker as a homeless teenager. She said her friends were mm. in dorms hanging up pictures uh, in their dorms or decorating them while she was uh, thinking if she should let a stranger get up in her. God, that makes crazy. perfect sense, though. Being homeless. Does it? Yeah, because if you're talking about being homeless and having to decide on if you have to up the pussy, which women just up all the time. To be able to eat, she said. Exactly, to eat. You're going to eat. You're going to give up but that do, coochie do, and get do, that money. But do women naturally think, because like when I see people on the side of the road, homeless people, you know, I used to believe in giving money to the homeless till a motherfucker gave me change for a 20 one day. And I was like, you got change for a 20? Change? Like, the motherfucker put out a lot of money and a cell phone. Where's the uh-huh. charger? How do you charge that motherfucker? But whatever. I don't believe in giving money to the homeless like that anymore. And I don't believe in just giving money to Red Crosses and stuff like that because I don't know where the money goes. So I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Maybe I'll feed them or whatever. But do you really, like, when I see people on the side of the road, I'm thinking, why can't you just go get a job? Because some people are mentally not there. 
a lot of homeless people to me are people who are suffering from like schizophrenia, mental disorders and all that. And they really don't, they don't trust people. They don't want the help because of that. But if you could fill out a sign that says, I'm unemployed, my baby needs milk, I have no job. One, you found a pin. You right. found something to write on. Fill out an application. Go take a shower in a bathroom at a Starbucks or wipe yourself down. Like, there are people who do dig themselves. I mean, yes, there's people who have mental health issues. And mm -hmm. granted, there's a there's a problem. And there should be a whole conversation around why our country lets people with mental health issues live Walk on the streets, the streets right? Yeah. But there dangerous. are a lot. I met, we interviewed somebody here homeless who, who's deceased now. But he said that he went to a park one day to get away from a friend, spent the night there, woke up with no problems, and just decided to disappear. You feel free. Fuck that. Okay, so apparently she was, uh, you know, talking about, she said that, I, she said to her fans, I need you guys to realize that, realize that, and while it's very exciting that I'm a record-selling show playing pop star, while I tell people that story, they go, oh my gosh, you went from being homeless to being a pop star, that's amazing. We should help these people know, uh, we should help these people because we don't know what they could become. So she's saying you should help people because you really don't know what they can turn into. Yeah, never turn your eye. I mean, being a teenager and homeless, that's tough. You don't have a lot of options. You probably don't have a stable home you want to be at. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when you down and out, everybody did something they're not proud of. So mm -hmm. at least she just thought about so, it, didn't do it. So have either one of you ever done anything to make uh, anything illegal to make ends meet? Yeah, of course. What? Sold drugs. Oh, really? I never sold oh, yeah. drugs. Mm -hmm. I just remember I theft a lot. I stole when I was younger. Just because I came from nothing. So it was like, oh, okay, well, let me go in here and steal a bra from Coles and get caught I used to for be a, a fucking bra. I, like, <laughs> what, what in the hell? I used to be a scammer. I'm from the I'm from Northern California. That's what we do. We scam. We do checks. Man, I wish I knew how to do that back then. I'm not going to say all of the activity I did, but I'm going to say something. That credit card bad check era was <laughs> like, nigga had Tommy Hilfiger fit for days. I was, What? Making money. Everybody had a Sega Saturn. Everybody had a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I was doing my thing, man, it got too dangerous too quick. I didn't know it was going to get that that crazy right. that quick. Like, people you kind of see at the park that you thought was, like, somewhat your friends. Like, you know, you see them. You say, what's up? They start looking at you different when you start making some money. So it just wasn't. Well, what advice would you guys give your younger, your younger self? Because I, I would say to myself, like, half the shit you think you need, you don't. Right. Like, it's okay. It's okay to be where you are. Because honestly, I feel like I have a best friend, for example, who comes from money. She's been catered mm -hmm. to her whole life. And she's still living with her mother and her father. I feel like people who have struggled and who have the worst type of lifestyle growing up and the, the worst type of experiences are the people that, to me, grow up and become something from that struggle. So I just say, look at the struggle. Like, don't pay so much attention to it as a bad thing. Look at it as being actually something that, like... It's positive because, you know, like you actually value life more. You appreciate things more when you come from nothing. Now, I got a good friend named Max. Um, his dad is rich. I'm talking about big ass house rich. But I always thought he had it good. He's like, no, that's my dad money. That's not my money. Right. right. And he was black, too. He was like, so they lived on, you know, the big places where everybody got big lawns. He had to mm -hmm. go take the lawnmower and mow everybody's lawn and make his own money. Like it was like, that's my dad's money. That's not my money. And I could see how. That was good for him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's always been independent. He he has the backing of so much money, so much millions, but he don't rely on that ever. So, well, so I, didn't, I didn't have parents guiding me and teaching me what was right <laughs> or wrong. I think because my brothers were drug dealers, I wanted to be like them in terms of having cars and money and clothes and all that jewelry and all, and all that. Way. But I did. I 
tried to sell dope. It didn't work out. I'm just not a good drug dealer. So uh, that didn't work out. But so Isn't it way harder than you think it would be? Well, scamming was just easy. It's <laughs> yeah, like, I can walk in the store. I'm going to get all this shit. And I'm going to go out and sell all this shit for half the price. And then I'm going to flip it. Oh, I was, ooh, I was a scammer. But anyway, moving around. I don't know the feds is watching. <laughs> What's going on with Slim Jimmy uh, damage? All right, man. So uh, rapper Slim Jimmy, he is one half of Ray Schremer. Uh, caught himself in a fight. He was requesting a DJ to play a song, asking the DJ mm. to play a song for him, and I guess the DJ didn't play it. And there's video of him beating that DJ down. I mean, I think that's a bit extreme to want to beat <laughs> up the DJ for not playing the record. He wanted to hear that shit right but, now. But when you have alcohol and all these other things involved, you know, you can. You know, when you want to hear something and music moves listen, your soul. Listen, we was in London, and we were at a club called uh, Scandal. Shout out to Adam out there who showed us a lot of love. I kept asking for Tatiana to be played. Where is Tatiana? Where is Tatiana? And finally, when it played, I was happy. But, you know, I was getting a little anxious, too. I don't know if I wanted to hurl myself over the balcony to beat up the DJ. But this goes back to this young rapper shit. Right. right? Let me tell you something. People be like, yo, Jason Lee, you know, uh, he always getting into a women. He don't get into a, no man. Let me tell you something. I get into, a lot with, into it with a lot of men. Men handle it differently. They handle it behind the scenes with thugs. They handle it behind the scenes with trying to pay bribes. <laughs> Niggas run up on you. But I tell people all the time, if you run up on me and That's you hit me. Jason. What? Where'd you meet me at? I met you outside the highlight room. You was about to punch somebody in their face. I was like, oh, who's dude? Oh, dude, dude, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, but like that was somebody who ran up on me. But see, yeah, again, like, Yo, but, but the audience crazy. don't see that because we don't put that out there. But yeah, that was a crazy night, right? Yo, I was like, oh, whoever dude is, he's about to knock this dude yeah, out. He's was, not playing. You know who it was? No, I don't remember who it was. I just remember you. I'm going to tell you at the break. Okay, but no, I mean, you know, that's how celebrity men handle it. They handle it a little differently. But, you know, if somebody actually hit me, if a celebrity actually hit me and we can catch it on camera, I would I would fucking take my entire team out to dinner the next day. I'd be like, I got my ass kicked by motherfucking who? Let's give me Nas. Nas. Ooh, Nas. I need somebody. Yeah, Nas, Nas got a lot of money now. But they have to be somebody big. But those people that have the real money money, they're smart. It's right. these little dirty fucking rapper niggas who Wait. send people to do shit. They send their broke friends. But guess what, bitch? I get to sue all y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I will sue all y'all motherfuckers. Well, if you know Slim Jimmy and Sway Lee, they like the nicest guys. They dudes. are the nicest guys, which so, is why I'm shocked. This is why the DJ... the alcohol guys. No, nah, I feel like the DJ must have did some other shit on the side that was awesome. But you're a DJ. Can you guys make an artist that mad? Yeah. He probably wasn't fucking with him. Probably was like, yeah, I'm going to play your record and then didn't. He was yeah, like, he probably was like also, you, you done told me four songs ago. But you're a star. Why do you care? You know, because like, do, cool. do, 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 do you think Bad Bunny is in a fucking club in Miami saying, play my song. Play my fucking song. Play it, play it, play it. And if you don't play, he's going to pull out a gun. No, Bad Bunny <laughs> is fucking on the charts. He's, he's chilling. Yeah, but everybody's different. Jimmy now. probably was like, I'm right here showing you love. I'm just asking you to put a song on for me. You didn't wait, and, maybe and, wait and 50 and minutes. Right. But the DJ could have been like, man, bro, stop asking me. He probably could have just went off. I you just know? thought about that. I would fuck Bad Bunny. Well. <laughs> He's kind of hot. What's up, y'all? It's time for another Hollywood hookup. That's right. Now, us being in this industry, especially with social media, we deal with a lot of anxiety, especially me as a man on this show. I get me. a lot of anxiety. And I suffer from anxiety. And as men, you know, we have physical symptoms from anxiety. Like you get clammy hands, mm -hmm. you know, you get tight throat, you start sweating profusely for no True. reason. Ew. But we have a solution here. We have something to help us fellas out, right? What is that? It's called hymns. Oh, well, where's hers? Because I have anxiety. Well, this time is for him. All right. Well, what, what is that? So for hymns.com is a wellness brand just for men. Hymns. Hymns. Okay. We need it. Yeah, y'all do. <laughs> Especially you, damage. 
So this is how it works. For Hims connects you with a doctor online who can evaluate you and if appropriate, prescribe you medication that can help you with your physical symptoms of anxiety, performance anxiety. All right. Oh yeah, so, you need that because every time you come here, I don't know if it's because you sit next to me, but you definitely have anxiety. I'll be sweating, but it's for a different reason. Okay, well, you know, I have my reasons of why I believe that you're sweating. Mm -hmm. But the best thing is, it can be delivered right to your door, okay, in a discreet package. Just you know. Depending on what you need. Yeah, because we ladies don't want to see the package. We don't want to know you guys are suffering from anxiety. We suffer from too much anxiety anyway. You don't want to see the package? I don't want to see the package. Oh, I want to see the package. <laughs> but overall, you know what this means? No awkward in-person doctor's appointments because every guy hates that. It gets real awkward when you're talking so about true. sweating your hands. Anything personal, it's like then you get that really cute female doctor and you're just uh, looking like a bum. Right. You don't true. have to worry about that for We friends. don't want to see that. You don't. My listeners right now get a special offer. You can get started for just $10 right now for hymns.com slash Hollywood. That's for F O R H I M S dot com slash Hollywood. For hymns.com slash Hollywood. And that is $10, guys. You can't beat it. $10 just to get started. That's it. See website for full details and safety information. That's right. All right. So, April, what were your kissing cousins up to? Not my kissing cousins, but this guy named Chris, who goes by Prank Evasion on YouTube, uploaded a video of him kissing his sister. Now, he says that that's his half-sister, but it's still, to me, disgusting, okay? Because I have a, a a brother who's a half-brother, but I can still I still consider my brother my brother. You wouldn't oh. kiss him? Hell to the no, and I don't, I don't even look at it as half. We mm -hmm. still have one parent that's the same, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, that's not ew, enough. It's, yeah, so right before Chris... Uh, turns to his 3.7 million YouTube subscriber. He says, this is going to be really weird, okay? He knows it's weird. He knows it's strange. But I owe you guys something big, so I hope you guys like it. Like, what the flipping the fuck? Okay, no. Um, <laughs> he kisses his sister three times, not just once, not twice, but three times and with his tongue. Well, they say it takes three times for to fucking three times tango. a charm. Ew, I don't know. You know, on YouTube, them videos got to be but so long. Yeah, he said he had such an amazing time with one of his little sisters and he tags her or whatever. You're my half sister, but honestly, it doesn't feel like it. So thankful we stayed so close all of our lives and Three. go follow her. He also added that if the photo gets three, uh, 30,000 likes, uh, me and my sis will kiss on YouTube. You know, do you guys feel like this is like some sort of clout chasing yeah. or um, would you guys kiss incest? No. no, no, there's nobody. Well, first of all, I don't think there's anybody in my family that I... No, it's just now no. the fact that we're even thinking about it. It's just a no. No, because I had to process it like, is there anybody in my family? No, there is not. Like tongue kissing. That's no, there's no, like, I'm not even a hugger. Not with like my family. My family, I don't hug. Fans, I may give like a little nudge to. If I love you, if I'm in love with you, then I will hug you. I'm telling you, them YouTubers, they got to do a lot to keep the content up to date. Yeah, but so that's 3.7, what, 3.7 million? You know how much money he's making off of YouTube? He's like, I got to push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, there's so many other things that you can. Sister. I mean, just go find your really sexy, like bad woman that most of America might love. Yeah, but and the then problem is, we're, we're shaming him. But look at we're talking about him, and this is the business exactly. that we're in. We're the you business of me, making people talk about them. And this is why I say, if you follow me in my private life, yeah, some of the shit I do is really boring. But and when I come here and I do this type of shit, yeah, like I want to fuck Bad Bunny. Bam, they'll put that out as a clip. Why not? I didn't say I wanted to. I just did that for the show. <laughs> See, but isn't that a form of clout chasing? I don't think so. In my, I mean, I don't do it for the clout. I do it for, do yeah, do for a little bit of what you just said to get a little clip yeah, out but there. But that's not clout. We already got the clout. 
Well, you can get more clout from it. It's still clout is clout. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think clout has a, a limit a level. where yeah. it's just clout is clout. I don't do keep it. chasing I mean, it. In my mind, clout not, is clout, guys. Yeah, but listen, clout chasing, in my opinion, is when you are doing things on at, at the detriment of others for the sake of getting clout or using people to get clout, creating your own brand and doing or whatever he's doing. Yeah, but you're using is that clout chasing? No, I think that's just him creating viral content. I hate that the word clout means I that. I don't know. Now. I don't even know where the word even came clout from. Clout used to really mean you have clout. Like somebody that runs something has clout. You know, now it's like they just don't clout around. Well, all we know is it's really fucking disgusting. Okay. Yeah, I just don't personally think that family members should be kissing each other. I mean, the next thing you're going to be doing is trying to, you know, stick your little penis in her. Yeah, that's incest. Okay. Period. Well, is it incest if there's no baby produced? I mean, what if you're having sex and just, you know, what if you're practicing? That's still incest. You inserting your penis into someone who is your sibling and or relative is still to me, whether or not you have a baby or not, it's incestual, like intercourse. Mm. Let's just call it that. Okay? It's nasty. Mm. So for any of you guys out there doing your siblings, relatives, <laughs> don't be you better doing your stop siblings. it or just keep it a secret. All right. So we had posted on Hollywood Unlocked this motherfucker who was on his four legs. Four legs. He was on his hands and legs, hands and knees, like a fucking dog. But anyway, the mirror reports that Kaz James, a 37-year-old man from Manchester, England, says he has never felt like a human, believed he was a dog since he was a child, and so he wears this $2,600 suit and behaves just like a dog, and he even even bites people. He barks at them and everything. What do you think about that? So he puts his own self in a cage and... Yeah, he says that he thinks that he was, he's, he was supposed to be born as a, a Listen, freaking dog. he thinks he's a dog. What do you think about that? So who's his owner? I just want to know how far he went with it. Does he get up in the morning? I think that it's... <laughs> like, I'm going to be a dog from five to nine. Like <laughs> If a motherfucker next to me comes it's out not... the house to pick up the paper and it's in his mouth, I don't fucking care who I owns it. I think it seems weird, but I think that there are a lot of pe- weird people in the world. So to me, it's not surprising that someone could feel, you know, it's almost like someone saying, and I don't want to correlate it in this way, but when, when someone says that they feel like they're born gay or just certain things like that, this man could have felt like he was born like okay, a fucking but dog. Being born gay and being bored, feeling like you need to fucking bark like a dog. I don't. I've never heard of that. I'm just saying it could be a mental thing. Or Maybe something. he Who hit knows? the wrong meth pipe. Maybe he was smoking crack. Yeah, we don't know. But he said since a kid. Right, that's what I'm saying. Well, maybe he was deprived of dogs, and all of a sudden now he's a dog reincarnate. So I'm saying, know. how can we take that away from him when it's like we're supposed to respect other people who feel that they put him in away. a cage with Kodak Black? I'm not a judgmental person. All I say is, if you feel like a dog, roof, roof. Roof, no, roof, if roof. you no, I'm sorry. If you are Be a fucking dog. if you're related to me and you walk up and say, Uncle Jason, can I get a fucking bone? Because I feel like a dog. I'm putting you in therapy. I'm gonna fucking take you somewhere and yeah, get you, you help. professional help. No, but I seen uh, it was a docu series in the same place. A woman was like a full time slave to her boyfriend. Like he would slap her on the street, walk her with a collar. He puts her feet on her like as a, a footrest, and she loved it. Like this is really what she wanted to do her whole life. Yes. So this is some not everybody is built the same. That's all I'm saying. I could hear less. And that's someone... why there are medical professionals out there to help people who want to be like a dog or be led around on a chain. Yeah, mm. she was walking down the street with a chain on her neck. Okay, well, listen, if you feel like you live in a doggy dog world, <laughs> bark, motherfucker. But anyway, so is there anything you want to say on the way out? Um. Yeah. Peace, love, and uh, treat each other good, guys, because this world is just pretty fucked up. And go get my records. Uh, Should have known better. Three's Company, Let Me Love, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all that good shit. That's right. And I told you, I just started my YouTube with my son, S-O-N, Day Fun, Sunday Fun. Check that out on YouTube. And if it's near the weekend, get a good blowjob. Period. All right. Peace. That's it.